श्री गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मन मुकर सुधारी बर नौ रघुबर बिमल जसु जो दायक फल चारी बुन्तिहीन तनु जानिके सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु मोहे हर हु कलेश विकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धामा अंजन पुत्र पवन सुत नामा महावीर विक्रम बजरंगी कुमति निवार सुमति के संगी कंजन बरन विराज सुबेशा कानन कुंडल कुंचित केशा हाथ ब्रज और ध्वजा बिराजे कांदे मूंज जने हूँ साजे संकर सुवन केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजग बंदन विद्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनी बेको रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरिसी यही दिखावा बिकट रूप धरि लंक जरावा भीम रूप धरि असुर सहारे राम चंद्र के काज सवारे लाय सजीवन लखन जी आए श्री रघुबीर हर शिउर लाए रघुपति कीनी बहुत बढ़ाई तुम बम प्रिय भरत संभाई सहस बदन तुम रोजस गावे अस कही श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सन का दिख ब्रह्मादि मुनीसा नारद सारद सहित अहिसा जाम कुबेर दिख पाल जहाते कभी कौबिद कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीना ये राजपत दीना तुम रो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु मुद्रिका मैली मुख माही जल दिलागी गए अचरच नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जेते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे देते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत न आज्ञा बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरणा तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज समारो आपे तीनों लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नहीं आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत भीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे मन क्रम वचन ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राम तपस्वी राजा तिन के काज सकल 
तुम साजा और मनोरथ जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु संत के तुम रखवारे असुर निकंदन नाम दुरारे अष्ट से तीनों निधि के दाता अस पर दीन जान की माता राम रसायन तुम्हारे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हारे भजन राम को पावे जन्म जन्म के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबर पुर जाय जहाँ जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चेतन धरही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख करही संकट कटे मिटे सब पीरा जो सुमिरे हनुमत बल बीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बंदी महासुख होई जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हो सिद्धिशा की गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय महाडेरा पवन तने संकट हरन गल मूर्ति रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसो सुर भूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय उमापति महादेव की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय बोलो रे भाई सब संतन की जय अम्मा विल स्टार्ट यू कम एंड सिट इन द फ्रंट आई डू इट फॉर यू ना कम कम नाउ लास्ट क्लास वी वर डिस्कसिंग एंड वी वर थिंकिंग दैट व्हेन वी रीड ऑल दिस इट स्टेज बट एज सून एज वी एंटर संसार एवरीथिंग गेट्स डिसअपीयर्स फ्रॉम आवर माइंड राइट दैट वाज द बिकॉज़ समवेयर देयर इज अ अंडरस्टैंडिंग कि दिस इज ट्रू but why is it that when we enter the sansar everything disappears from my mind so now raja parikshit and shukdev are having a conversation so there was a section we left where there was about geography right there was where we said we won't do the geography and in that geography they talk about the 19 types of hell also so 19 or some say there are 28 types of hell over here there are 19 types of hell mentioned and it is apparently said that it is clearly stated that if we consider this kind of sin we will go to this kind of hell if we go to consider do this kind of sin we'll go to so it is very well defined the only reason is because we don't read the shastras we do not know that every action and its reaction is already predefined and pre-mentioned and every in every hell the kind of punishment the kind of suffering that a person will get is also known that if he goes to a certain type of hell he'll be burnt if he goes to a certain type of hell he will be fried fire. fire so and this is a reality they are saying these realms exist and this is a reality so when we listen to hell it is scary and parikshit also got very scared 
he got so upset about what was being said that he immediately asked shukdev ji you are mentioning hell after hell please tell me is there any way to avoid going to these places right you know how do we live so that at the end of our janma we do not go to this hell now shukdev ji said that is very difficult because when you are in sansar knowingly or unknowingly you are sinning right till we have this dehe buddhi that i am this body no matter how much we say that we are not this body we are the soul till we have this dehe buddhi we and with this dehe buddhi that i am this body this is my family this is my country if we act from that perspective we are definitely going to sin so no matter how hard we try there is no we say we have to be patriotic that too is a sin eh? that is not a sin but if we say that we have to be patriotic and we can make a difference in deha buddhi then it is a sin that is this is the question that was asked yesterday also by somebody that then defining a country and defining a boundary is wrong but the problem right now is that people are not operating in that spiritual level everybody is operating in this deha level right so if we say no the entire world is kutumb right entire world is a family everybody is one so if you are operating at that spiritual level of that atman the rest of the people are not operating in that level you have to come down and then you form a boundary why you form a boundary because you have to secure your people right and you are not forming a boundary of religions you are just forming a boundary that can be managed by a person but then if we are patriots and then we say we go and you know we destroy something isn't it wrong of course it is wrong if we don't feel It's the pain you are protecting your country but if we don't feel the pain of hurting somebody it is not wrong to protect your country but at the same time somewhere in your heart you should have that humanity this has to be done right but i'm killing the sin and not the sinner i'm not doing it out of hatred i'm doing it to protect myself plus there is a bit of grieving in us because in india you must have seen whenever we catch a terrorist or whenever we catch a soldier from the other side who has died we give him back with a lot of respect we don't uh, mutilate his body we torture him nothing because we know that the battle is against the good and the evil which has to be done but at the same time we are human we will never humiliate anybody even the person who has been uh, who has considered did this terrorism and destroyed our 40 soldiers even for him a lot of people have prayed in our country right and they have been uh, taking but we did not say anything because that is the nature of our and our country that is the problem when we say we are a secular state it becomes a problem because we are beyond that for us religion is not a boundary for us people are not a boundary for us we are people who seek the higher truth so the minute you take us away from that kind of a approach to life to a secularistic approach to life where you divide everything as a religion it becomes difficult for us to operate because we have not been brought up like that our strength is 
that every person in our country is on a spiritual quest if you are coming to the samsara you you are immersed in that and you forget the satsang yes and you commit a yes. vow to commit a sin yes auntie. but what about that chakubai and all they were so dedicated to the has chakubai you know that story no auntie what is the chakubai story there was an uh, lady no no there was one sanyasi huh. he was doing tapas huh. one uh, stark it was stark yes. or crow i don't know he huh. was sitting on the tree above his head okay it uh, shitted on his head huh. so he was so angry and uh, he burned burned that okay and then he was wandering he came to one house for uh, chakubai one house she huh. comes there and he is waiting there for arms she says you wait here I will do my duties to my husband, my in-laws, and then household, them, and then I will come. Huh. She took her so much time. She came in the yard, and this man was very angry. She looked at her. She said, "I am not a stork. Don't burn me." Wow! See, so astonished because how does she know that that, that has happened? Now this is even be- though she is in the samsar. Huh. She has got so much power. Power, but she was in the samsar and operating without deha buddhi art. Yes, sorry, auntie. I can't no, get no, up no, from no. the asan. Uh, you have to press a little hard, auntie. That key button. Ha, that's it. Perfect. It opened. It's open, na? Yeah, auntie. So, we have to be in the sansar, auntie. We have to operate in the sansar, but how do we operate? Are we operating in deha bhuti, or we have been put in a situation like you are a mother, I am a mother. these are the children who have to be served if i don't take care of them who will yes but i know that i am not this body they are not this body all is maya with this awareness knowing that that ultimate goal is only bliss without attachment you serve many sages for instance uh, there is this sukhmai mata and uh, and there is this mata who is anusya anusya all of them are all of them are like that they were so elevated that they knew that they are in this samsara but everything around them is not theirs this body is not theirs yet they are serving that is the greatest tapasanti what we what is the problem with us is we are unable to distinguish the two the minute we enter, enter samsara we operate in deha buddhi that is the biggest problem once we start operating in deha buddhi we start incurring karmas but chakubai and anusuya and all that they never operated at that gross level and that is the real challenge nobody is stopping us from being a mother or a wife or doing our duties but what are we operating as are we in the body awareness or are we operating as a soul the minute we are stit in our atman and we know that we are the satchit anand swarup we break the shackles of karma then no matter what you do like krishna like ram no matter what they did there was no karma no prarabdh set because they were already beyond the body speaking knowing is a different thing but being established in the truth and then working and once you establish in the truth although you are taking care of probably two people you know that the entire sansar is yours the power generated then is beyond anything but we are unable to do that the minute we enter samsar 
we form boundaries which are which we believe in Because this she is, is my son she is my yes. daughter and beyond that if anything for instance even now if we look at it if suppose my son or your son had died in that army battle what have what would have happened it would have been a different approach altogether but because it was somebody mm-hmm. else's son whom we do not know we did not react in that manner nobody made an extra effort to do something extra for them why because we are in dehe buddhi no matter how good that is when even if your good deeds are nullified because you are in a selfish boundary only so no matter how hard you try to operate you are in a selfish boundary because other people's pain is not touching you you cannot feel the sensation that that person who died was an amsha of me only what is the difference between my son and that son who died over there and when that thought comes when that kind of we say right spiritual people or these elevated sages they are not emotionless in fact they are very very sensitive because they are more sensitive than us because they operate at a level of expand their their being has expanded so much that everything is there and they are in everything so when such instances happen the sages weep but that same sage when maybe his relative pass away won't express so much of an emotion he might be able to justify it saying okay this was to happen but this kind of a calamity will shake the sage but being emotional his senses are not lost there is a very thin line of difference on how you react to situation so sages are not emotionless we don't say that vairagya ho gaya to that sage sage does not feel the sage stops feeling for only those two three peoples he start feeling for the entire universe entire world as his own that is true vairagya and that is what is lacking in our society it's the problem is 70 years back i was listening to something 70 years back we got freedom german and russia and all were destroyed hmm. and we actually got freedom we were not destroyed but why is it that we could not excel because secularism was brought in and that is not our belief system we are not religious beings at all we are spiritual beings and that is when we could not we stopped excelling because we we don't know how to operate in that selfish environment and no matter how much we say it is not working for our country because our goals are towards the divine our goals were always beyond heavens our scripture speaks of the world as a kutum so putting different different religion for our statement does not make sense to us at all we do not know how to differentiate we are being forced to differentiate for us everybody is a human for us everybody is ishwar for us every god is one they have taken away the very basis of our being and due to which every other person has lost the main culture of selflessness how will you excel so till you are in this deha buddhi operating in the selfish level you will incur pap so parikshit is saying how do i get rid of all the hells in the previous section which we have not done we'll be doing it after summer holidays 
there are mentioned ki if you do this you'll go to this kind of hell if you do this you'll go to this kind of hell it's specifically mentioned so parikshit is asking how can i get rid of the hells i don't want to go to any hell so now shukdev ji says till you operate in deh buddhi you will incur karmas and you will have to go to some kind of hell because knowingly or unknowingly you are sinning so how do you stop sinning simple answer for shukdev ji very difficult for us is stop operating in deh buddhi you are not the body anything related to the body is not yours now parikshit is really 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 bothered and it is not easy right i say okay this body is not mine these children related to the body which came out from the body are not mine it is very difficult to operate in that level so how do we operate understanding that now last time we said understanding that level is okay now in the sixth chapter what will we do we'll give portion to that stiti portion is now we'll start nurturing that stiti ki anything related to the body is not mine i am not the body the children are not mine at the same time everything is ishwar so everything is mine but there is no distinguish between my family and their family my country and your country so the answer you are a question you asked patriotism is good very important because everybody is not operating at that level so if people are not operating at that level simple way is to form a boundary and protect those people at least so patriotism is a smaller version the entire kutumb entire world cannot become your kutumb so at least around this boundary you can practice ki this entire population is my kutumb it is a beginning point and once you are patriot and when you can actually think ki this is mine then so many people beyond my immediate family are mine it is easy for them to go a step further and the soldiers and our soldiers as i was telling auntie we never humiliate anybody who is caught in our land but with all respect we give him back because we still have that pain ki we had to do this that is why india is the only country bharat is the only country who has always fought in defense they have never fought taken a first step in fight because that is what our sanskriti says everything is mine so what am i fighting for that is the thing so that but if you take that basis away now none that culture is not left anymore we have diluted that culture so much and every individual has become so selfish that definitely we won't excel because we have taken away the basis of our existence the basis of our sanskriti the basis of our culture the basis of our country till that has reestablished we cannot excel secularism does not work for us because our thinking is thinking is bigger than that so now king parishan is sarvadham sambhav is that what it is secularism is when you say we divide people into religion, religion. but in our sanskriti hmm. there is no division okay yeah so how does secularism work for us yeah so that is the thing nahi nahi no sorry aap pucho to aunty is it a bit huh. clear ha na right so now king parikshit said the path of nivritti has been duly delineated by your revered self following which final beatitude or moksha and not returning to the world is attainable along with brahma the creator when brahma has been reached by gradual stages such as the attainment of the abode of fire and all 
and the path characterized by the worldly activities has also been described by you in book 3 we have done sarga we have done visarga we have like visarga we did how gunas are affected sarga we did how creation is made how many lokas are there step by step we can ascend so he said you have told me everything so far you have told me about how creation is there how many lokas are there how many hells are there how we can ascend because shukdev ji has said so much ki ascend kaise karoge bar bar he has told you how to ascend but oh sage the path which has for its goal the attainment of heavenly and the other sense delights and which leads to repeated embodiment of the gunas when you are involving yourself in sense delights of any kind be it the pleasure of children be it the pleasure of the house you are again and again going to come back to the sansar right and you are going to again and again become become the various uh, variations of the three gunas only because you are indulging in your senses even that matsarya bhava is indulging in your senses only right even that uh, any any relation is indulging in your senses because it makes you feel good and content and complete so he says till this happens i will keep coming back to the sansar the various various regions of hell which are symbolic of unrighteousness have also been depicted by you in the section which we left and so has been told at length by you in book 5 the story of the first manvantars we did all the manvantars also in detail so he is giving a recap ki you have told me so and so thing you have talked about the manvantars you have talked about creation you have talked about adhikari you have talked about sadhana you have talked about gunas you have talked about tatvas everything you have told me now you have told me about all the different kind of hells also right and so you talked about and so you talked about priyavrat you talked about uttanpad you talked about his three daughters and you have given me the entire lineage of the first manvantar and the manu you have also narrated how the almighty lord brought into existence the different dweepas like priyavrat rode his chariot and how many dweeps came and the gardens came and the rivers came now he says that itna sab aapne mujhe bata diya hai but now the question which is bothering me is now be please to explain to me o highly blessed one how a man in this world can manage to escape from hell full of various horrible tortures because he is going to die in 7 days he is saying oh my god aap you have told me so much till now you know you have explained from abhi tak jo bhi kara ye summarize ki you have told me so much already and then you told me about hell can you please tell me how one escapes the hell altogether the tortures in hell are very difficult to explain and very difficult to bear and they they are apparently very scary we'll do it later so now shri shukdev ji replies if a man does not atone during his very lifetime in a proper way as laid down in the scriptures such as the manusmritis for sins committed by him with his mind speech or hand he is inevitably and actually goes after death to infer- infernal regions that have already been described by me to you the 17 and the 29 19 type of hells ki if if he does not make any amends in this very lifetime he will go to hell and depending on the mistake up if you have sinned in a particular way agar aap bimar ho suppose you are ill you'll go to the doctor the doctor will find your illness and he'll give you that medicine so suppose you have sinned 
इन अ पर्टिकुलर मैनर उसका प्राश्चित भी वैसे ही होता है नॉट इट इज नॉट अ जेनरिक प्राश्चित विद अप्लाइज टू ऑल काइंड ऑफ सिंस वन सिन मनुस्मृति में प्रॉब्ली इट इज मैं सिंड इन दिस पर्टिकुलर मैनर द प्राश्चित इज दिस इफ यू हैव डन दिस द प्राश्चित इज दिस इफ यू हैव डन दिस एंड इट इज देयर इन आर शास्त्रास फॉर एवरी सिन बट वॉट हैपन्स वेन वी डू नॉट नो वी हैव सिंड बिकॉज वी आर नॉट अवेयर ऑफ द शास्त्रास राइट वी डोंट इवन नो वॉट आर अलाउड वॉट काइंड ऑफ एन एक्शन इज अलाउड बाय द शास्त्र एंड वॉट काइंड ऑफ एक्शन इज नॉट अलाउड बाय द शास्त्र वी आर इलिटरेट पीपल लिटरली वॉकिंग अराउंड लाइक वी से ना गीता इज आर मैन्यूअल we live our entire life without reading gita most people they live their entire life without actually internalizing gita to ab unka kya kiya jaye so he is saying ki manusprati mein likha hua hai and if you don't live your life according to that and you don't amend your sins in this very birth you will go to hell now because and he says and which are provided by means of severe torments therefore with a body not yet incapacitated for penance one should take prompt measures here even before death for atonement of one's sins after weighing the gravity and lightness of the crime matlab they are talking about something which is tangible over here sins are not light they are very tangible hum kaise sakte hain yaar kya farak padta hai farak padega baad mein you will have to pay the cost baad mein tab koi bachane bhi nahi aayega nobody will come to save you also at that time just as a physician who knows the cause of maladies who adopts prompt remedies before it is too late duly considering the seriousness of the mildness of a complaint seriousness or the mildness of a complaint so they are telling us this very lifetime figure out what you have done wrong prashchit karo just imagine otherwise and the king since a man now the king says okay since a man though knowing a sin to be hurtful to himself on the testimony of what is actually seen and heard by him repeats it aisa hota hai na ki humne kar di galti we'll say no no it is good to be in awareness good to be in awareness and then you again do it and then you tell yourself at least i was in awareness that does not take away the sin from you वो वो बच्चों को कैरेट देने की बात है यू नो अरे गिर गए कोई बात नहीं चॉकलेट ले लो अरे जहाँ लगी है वहां तो खून निकलेगा ही ना सो इफ यू से ओ आई डिड इट बट दिस टाइम आई वॉज इन अवेयरनेस लास्ट टाइम आई डिड इट विदाउट अवेयरनेस यू आर फूलिंग योर सेल्फ वंस यू नो इट इज अन डोंट डू इट नो मैटर वॉट बिकॉज नन ऑफ द थिंग्स दैट आई हियर अराउंड द वर्ल्ड विल गो विथ यू टू प्रोटेक्ट यू देयर एंड ही सेंग दावे के साथ शुभ देव जी कि सिन करा है तो हेल में तो जाना पड़ेगा एंड टॉर्मेंट तो होगा ही करेक्टेड राइट नाउ सो ही सेज एंड ही मेक्स हर्ड बाय हिम रिपीट्स इट इवन आफ्टर अटोनिंग इट सो सपोज वी मेक अ सिन वी डू अ सिन एंड वी डू प्राश्चित एंड देन अगेन वी रिपीट इट राइट हैपेंस राइट एंड हैविंग लॉस कंट्रोल ओवर सेल्फ कि हमने बोला नहीं अब नहीं करेंगे गलत किया यू नो वी ऑलवेज नो वेन वी डू समथिंग रॉन्ग वी आर हार्ट टेल्स अस but then we again do it so you have you know you have purified yourself and then you again do the sin what happens again the pap is there so how could there be any atonement for a sins under such circumstances because repeatedly you know you're wrong then again you go and do it then you say no no i will again you do prascha pascha you uh, praschit and then paschatap and all that and again you do it 
that is the life we are leading right we know it is wrong when we know it is wrong why can't we stop ourselves because we don't have control over the self so he is saying but for such kind of people what will happen because even after the prashan they'll do it again because just imagine they these people are like the elephants isn't it the elephant he goes to the lake he takes a good nice bath he comes out and again he takes mud and he puts it over himself that is what we are jayenge we'll take a good nice bath we'll come out clean and we'll immediately come out and put mud on us again he saying this is the then it is called a kunjar or something like there is a word for it so such being the case i account all atonement fruitless like the bath of an elephant which throws dust on its body immediately after it has been washed to he said aise kaise hoga you know you are saying sin and you have to do the prashtit now sin generic prashtit nahi hai for every sin there is a different prashtit you do the prashtit but if you do it again then they'll be going around in circles so king parikshit is saying shukdev ji fir what will happen then now what do we do how do we avoid the hells in such a situation now ji shukdev ji replies indeed the counteraction of a sinful act through another action is not acceptable ye bhi now he is making it even more difficult as radical since there is every possibility of a man falling back into the sin even after the process of you know getting rid he said aapne sin kara and you do a positive activity after that that is not a solution because that positive activity will not stop you from going back and doing that sin will it aisa kuch karo na we have to do something that does not make us do the sin again but if we have sinned here and we do something very nice over here that something nice or a good act will not stop us from sinning again so shukdev ji saying it is not worth it any charity any good deed that is not cancelling your sins first thing we have to realize every sin has a different prashatap pashatap and plus charity and whatever we are doing is not stopping us from doing that sin so it is not helping us for that sin to we'll have to to help it is not ki ha i've sinned here and i've done good here to balance off ho jayega nahi hoga this is a bit scary so self knowledge alone is therefore the true atonement for it is knowledge alone which eradicates ignorance from the root so he saying the only solution is the knowledge of the self and how the person who has the knowledge of the self will not harm anybody plus when he is acting in this world because he has been put in a certain situation will not act from dehputi he somewhere knows that whatever has to happen will happen with or without me god will just choose somebody as a nimit mark and nobody can change what has to happen today we say ki today uh, we can change what is happening in our country you can't because whatever has to happen will happen with or without you but at the same time somebody will have to be a nimit so you have to operate with that nimit bhav what is a nimit bhav that person who is playing the flute is different you are just a empty khokla flute you are nothing beyond that you are nothing beyond that with or without you whatever has to happen will happen but hamare sath mein kya hai we feel without us hoga hi nahi 
Only we can bring the change. Only we can do this. Only we. Who are you? Where is the power? There is no power vested in any individual, any which ways. But this knowledge is not very sound. Ki there is no power on me. So he is saying ki the only way is self-knowledge. Maladies do not act, actually act him, attack him who eats only wholesome food. In the same way, he who practices self-discipline, O king, gradually becomes qualified for blessedness. So he is saying that when we know that these things are bad for us, right? From the very beginning, we take care of our body and we eat only very religiously what is good. To a certain extent, our body will be protected, right? We would not get into those kind of injuries and we would not get into those kind of ailments. So he is saying a person who practices very consciously self-discipline gradually qualifies for blessedness. When our Shastras talk about spirituality, they talk about spirituality as a study. And it is a gradual process. And self-discipline is essential. No matter what, no matter where I enter, my state of being is going to be this. If I am in sansar, I will not forget that this is not me. That is not mine. It is easy to be attracted and pulled. But that self-discipline has to be there. There is no other way. Very difficult. But it is the only remedy, auntie. It's a gradual process. And why self-discipline self is... Why do we put small, 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 small disciplines on us first? Okay, today we won't eat. Tomorrow we won't do this. We take away things which are very important. Like some people who love mangoes, they'll say one year we won't eat mangoes. That is a gradual process of self-discipline ourselves for these bigger things. And why patriotism is very important, auntie? Why we say? When we look at the stories of our soldiers, we realize what kind of a discipline they have when we narrate the stories of our soldiers to the children, there was when after partition, I think you must have been there in one of the session, auntie. After the partition, the soldiers also went to their own uh, countries, Pakistan and India. So there was this general and his subordinate who went to Pakistan and this general was here. During the war, this general's son along with the other people was captured. So now this Pakistani, now the Pakistani junior realized him to be that general's son and the general was always very good to him. They were like family. So he said, at least his son I should send back. Okay. And this man, out of the respect for his senior and the love he had showered, he called him, Sir, your son was with me. Please come and take him. You know, arrange, make arrangements to take him back. And this general said, Give me all or give me none. His son never came back. His son went to the same torture that all the other soldiers went to. This is a true story. How does it happen? That is self-discipline. When? That is why patriotism is important. Because it teaches self-discipline. And there are so many stories. 
Arun Jaitley, we talk about every year. He went with his battalion to fight. And he tells him, Sir, my tank is destroyed. They say, retreat, retreat. All the other tanks have been destroyed. He says, no, sir. My gun is still working. I will not leave my tank. That is self-discipline. Not only is he worried about his life, he is not even worried about his child and his wife sitting at home. Who won't have any means of income, who don't have any Arun support. Arun Chetli. And he fights. Not Arun Chetli. Arun, I think his surname is different, but his name is Arun. So he fights. And he uses his gun to fight. And then he ends his life in his own tank, going and hitting another tank with his tank. Isn't that self-discipline? Don't they have a heart? Don't they love their families? Did the general not love his son? But for him, that nation was his family. So he had, at least he, all these soldiers and all these patriotic people. For instance, Mahatma Gandhi, he did so much for the country. We might say that many of his decisions were wrong. But at the same time, all his four children, they suffered a lot. They could not do anything in life. Because for him, his family was not this four, five people, Kasturba Bai and his children. His family was the nation. He sacrificed the future of his children for his nation. So was that not self-discipline? So patriotism is a step towards self-discipline. That is why I say that these people have already expanded themselves beyond their small little boundaries which we have not been able to do. That is why we really respect them because they are souls which are beyond our reach. None of us will say, no, not at the expense of my children. Most mothers have this line and they say it with pride, not at the expense of my children. Q. If there is greater good, why not at the expense of your children? If there are hundred against two, what should you choose? Hundred children or two children? Of course you will choose hundred children. What are the chances that these two children will do something good? The probability of somebody doing good out of those hundred children is more, right? That comes with self-discipline. And all these things require self-discipline, self-sacrifice and moving beyond the immediate which we are unable to do we don't want to do and that is wrong what we consider as right is wrong but yes if you ignore your children and you spend time oh myself you know I also have an independent identity that is even meanier than you know saying my two children there are people who say no this is my individual identity why should I spend my life for my children and my family only I should do something for myself you are even below that at least those mothers who say, my two children are better than you. And then the people who say, no, why my two children are beyond. So this comes with practice and self-discipline. And again and again, we have to tell ourselves, that this, what we are doing is wrong. Greater good, greater purpose, greater outlook. So he's saying, and it comes and qualified, you have to qualify it for the blessedness. Moksha, you have to qualify to be eligible for moksha. How does it come? By self-discipline. How does 
Self discipline for what? Moving beyond this Dehbuti. And being established in that Atman and expanding the self. So this part is very important. Then we'll do a short story also. Through concentration of mind and how he is now he is explaining how do we do it. Through concentration of mind and Brahmacharya. Now Brahmacharya in our Shastanas, we dilute it. But in our Shastras, Brahmacharya means Brahmacharya is abstaining from bodily activities. So you have to concentrate your mind and you have to have Brahmacharya. Subjugation of the mind and control of the external indriyas. So you have to pacify your mind. You have to control your mind. And control your indriyas. And indriyas. Charity, truthfulness and purity of body. The vow of non-violence. All there is niyam. And uh, there are five niyam. I will share that. Five niyams and uh, niyam and there is sayam I think. There are ten lists like you know. Where we don't steal. Where we don't lie. Where we are pure, purity inside and outside. There are some niyams which are documented in the Shastras. And it is a part of the Vibhishan Gita also. Which has to be followed. So that you can discipline your mind. The wise who are conversant with the spirit of dharma. And full of reverence are able to get rid of even the greatest sin. Committed through body, speech or mind. Just as a fire. When you put anything in the fire, what happens? It, it makes it purified. It makes it ash. It destroys all the whatever uh, negativity or all the impurities and that. This kind of establish, being established in the self, self is that. All the sins which you might have done before. Just when this awareness and then this effort and then when you establish in yourself, all your thousand sins are destroyed. Valmiki is a very good example of this. Even to the extent if you have killed somebody also and then later you say, oh my God, and you establish in the self and you realize the truth of the Satchitanand Swarup, that sin is also destroyed. So it is an easy path. Simple, right? Don't run after every sin and find out how to purify it. Just establish in the self. How difficult is it? How difficult is it? Think of it. A few rare blessed souls who are devoted to Lord Vasudev destroy this talk and their, their sins completely with their very root in the form of ignorance through mere devotion even as the sun destroys the mist in its entirety. You see, sun after the darkness goes away. So the minute we have devotion to the Lord, we divert our minds to the Lord. Slowly, we will realize that everything else is Maya. Only this Lord is reality. And when we start focusing there, everything automatically fades away along with our sins. Because we realize that whatever was there was basically not real. All the relationships is Maya. Everything is Maya. Material things are Maya. Non-material things are Maya. Tangible things are Maya. Non-tangible things are Maya. They don't exist. That we, which we hold so dearly is not true. The only thing that is true is the Lord. So when you shift and you focus only on the Lord, everything else automatically disappears. That does not mean, you know, the children will disappear. They will be there. But that, that uh, my, you know, mindless attachment, 
moha will disappear ఫర్ <laughs> even you do the jab tap all the tapas which you do will not purify you but constant service now he is saying you can't reach the lord it's difficult to focus on the lord serve the devotees of the lord that is why we say right guru seva you look at shishya they just fall for their gurus because it is difficult to serve the lord right you cannot see him so he is not there you cannot comprehend so the true serve the true devotees of that lord another easier way if you say okay this is difficult everything is difficult even serving the lord is difficult as being established in him is difficult okay attach yourself to a guru a true devotee of the lord serve him he is tangible he is there in front of you right serve that devotee of the lord and for in this world this path of devotion is the best of all in that it is full of bliss because it has no fear from any quarter on this path treads pious desireless souls who are kindly disposed towards all the devotees of bhagwan narayan all sorts of atonement done fail to purify in a thorough way kuch bhi aap remedy laga lo they will fail okay if i have this uh, i uh, sinned today i lied today tomorrow i won't eat that will also fail because ultimately you will lie again by nature the only remedy is serve the lord and if serve his devotees with all your heart that is such a big and simple remedy all sorts of atonements done fail to purify in a thorough way o king him who has turned his face away from bhagwan narayan even as a number of rivers combined cannot purify a jar of wine they who have put once in their lifetime fixed their lotus uh, fixed their mind on the lotus feet of lord krishna their mind that has conceived an attachment for his excellence never beholds even in dream yama or the servants of yama will never come to punish him very simple ab ye to mushkil nahi hai na he 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 started with such difficult things and he said okay don't worry about separate remedies don't worry about all this you just enter the fire bas devotion to the lord and his servants full devotion to the lord and his servants so much devotion that you don't even care about your own you don't see for you the lord the guru and his chelas and all and the god is the most important very simple so he is saying ki there was and, and in our shastras there are many examples like that that people have just that is why when you ask na guru govind dono khade kaake lagu paaye balihari guru aapki govindiyo milaye so guru and govind both are standing in front of you whose feet are you going to touch first you are going to go to the guru and say my god because of you you made me meet govind so this is the mahima of guru seva guru bhi nahi the seva of a devotee a true devotee of the lord 
which can purify all your sins, which can take you away from Nark and which can help you established in your Atman, in your Satchat Anand Swarup and help you come away from your Deha Buddhi and Deha related attachments. Because if it does not happen in this lifetime, he is saying hell is sure shot, torment is sure shot. And we'll be all alone. That is the problem. Who will come to save us then? So neither can we take anybody else's sin or somebody can, you know, do the praschit for us. It is a lone journey. Now Shukdev ji goes on to tell a beautiful story about Ajamil. Ajamil was a Brahmin's son, very devoted, and his parents are very devoted. Everybody was very devoted. And uh, he was in a very righteous path. He would pray, he would serve, he would do everything. He was married to a very pious lady. The She was also a Brahmin. And Brahmins are people who know the Lord. So, that is the definition of Brahmin. The person who knows Lord, knows the Atman, knows the Satya. So, he was also a Brahmin. His wife was also a Brahmin. His family was a Brahmin family. They all knew the Lord. And he was born in such a family and he was living very nicely. Now, life was going on well and he would serve his father. He would do all the tapa, japa, naam, everything and his wife would help him. She was a lovely young lady. And in the course of his day, suddenly he crossed a jungle. And in the jungle, what did he see? He saw a very enticing scene to the senses. He saw a man indulging with a prostitute. And there, the sight of this sensual pleasure which he witnessed made him mad he said oh my god this looks like an amazing thing that has to be done the sensual pleasure the senses are so strong right and he started craving for that prostitute and he knew what is right and wrong he kept telling himself no this is not the right thing to do you should not go on this path this is not right she is not a right woman but the sense and the desire for the pleasure was so high that he could not control himself. And later on, he actually went and started indulging with that prostitute. Soon, he got her home. And as time went by, he forgot his family, he forgot his wife, he dropped everybody and he started living with her. And the life, you know, like Kharbuja ko deke, lang badalta hai, your company is very important. He got so absorbed in her only that all he wanted was sensual pleasure make her happy and they had children and what he started doing was he left his brahmin ways and he started killing he started robbing he would end up eating flesh of people also when he did not have anything to eat he became so menial just to please her and her demands and get the sensual pleasure he forgot his wife, he forgot his good ways, he forgot all his knowledge. That is why they are saying, na, we are like kunjars only. We take a dip and then we put mud on us. We take a dip and then we put mud on us. This mundane existence cannot end. So he was also right. He knew everything. But he got enticed by the sensual pleasure and he went. And he started doing all the negative things. Robbing, killing, stealing, lying. You can name the crime he did. Just to please her. And he thought, how does it matter? I am happy. Life is good right now. No? 
he never we don't think about the future right we don't think about what is going to come later after this birth all we think about is now so now he was happy everything was good he had 10 children and by the time his last son was born there are not in bhagavad but there are tales somewhere that he had he was out and suddenly a sage passed by and the sage came and this lady she came out and she told her son the son was playing outside and the sage asked what is his name the lady says we have not done his naming ceremony because nobody comes to our house they consider us or they were actually so menial that nobody had come to do the ceremony for the child and so they had not given the name to that child yet so the sage looking at the brahman's history and knowing what he must have done in his previous birth to get such a birth which we he had polluted totally named the child narayan he said why don't you call him narayan now out of the 10 children this was the youngest child and they started calling him narayan so this father was so attached ajamil was so attached to the child that when he would eat he'll say come narayan eat when he would drink like us come narayan drink everything he'll do for narayan every day he'll keep saying because there was a youngest child he was 88 by now and this was his youngest child so there must be so much of love for this child so his life actually rotated around this child named narayan that is why many times we say right or kuch nahi to at least name your children out of after god knowingly or unknowingly you will be taking the name of god so knowingly unknowingly he would say narayan 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 khale narayan pile narayan nale narayan kliye narayan klevu so after the naming ceremony वैसे भी he was in love with the child now he used to call him narayan 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 full day would be narayan in this day and it just so happened that his time for death came that time has to come for everybody and while he was lying on that dead bed all he could think about was that child narayan and suddenly the yamduts came and they were pulling his soul out of his body literally because if you have sinned and if you have led this much of a life the horrible life the yamduts will come so they were doing this and all he could think about was his child who was playing at a distance and he said narayan come to me narayan come to me narayan with so much of love he shouted narayan please come to me idhar aao narayan and when the servants of narayan heard this plea in vaikundham they could not control themselves they came running down all four of them they came running down and they stood there between the yamdut and the soul and they said you cannot touch him the yamdut said now who are you you look very divine now yamdus did not know you are so divine you know you actually look like lord vishnu only because all all these four people had four arms their shang chakra gada hasta padma and all that and they are standing and they are glowing just like vishnu and they are saying you can't take he said how can we not take we are the servants of yam and this is our duty we take away all the adharmis now the they said no you can't take him he is not an adharmi he said how can you say that he is not an adharmi so now these vishnu sevaks they said acha so you are saying you are yam's servants and you know what is dharma and what is adharma so can you kindly tell us what is dharma you know now that you are boasting that you know and he is adharmi and you have to take him so can you please tell us what is adharma and what is dharma so they ask 
if you are really servants of yam over the righteous you know say we are the servant presiding over the righteous and everything tell us the true character of virtue and also the means of ascertaining it to batao fir what is virtue what is dharm and how how does one get it and how is punishment meted out and who is intended to be its object so whom do you punish and whom do you not punish what is virtue what is not virtue whom do you punish whom do you not punish are all the doers subject to punishment or some doers of the human beings is it everybody who is subject to punishment or only some species and some human beings are subject to punishment please tell us that now the messengers they knew they were right they knew what this man had always done he was not a righteous person we also know that he should have been punished so they said no dhan is that which is mentioned and written in the vedas and the reverse of it that which is forbidden by the vedas is adharma now this sentence should tell us ki bavare galti ho gayi ved to pata hi nahi hame kya we don't even know what is written in the vedas so we don't even know what we are doing is dharma or adharma sad right so that's why i always say we are illiterate so and we have heard from yam they are saying that the ved is bhagwan narayan himself and from whom it has emitted and the self born but the from his nose from his mouth the ved have come out and the entire sansar has come out from him and will go into him only so that is what dharma is ved says what is adharma and what is dharma and we know what it is it is by sattva rajas and tamas when they are duly evolved in his own being with the distinctive qualities that the forms and activities come so they know their knowledge they know and so they know ki as per veda this person has done something wrong so they know they what they are talking about they are not wrong also and as they talk they, they go on this is a very beautiful dialogue they go on talking and then finally when they are able to this i'll share in fact i wanted to read it well maybe read a little he alone by whom a virtuous or a sinful act was performed in the world reaps in the other world the fruit of it in the same manner to the same extent it was done it is like a account whatever if you have done good as per the vedas you will get heaven and the good deeds if you have done as per the vedas you will get what is wrong so when we say na उनकी किताब में लिखा है उनकी किताब में लिखा है हर धर्म की किताब में लिखा है हमारे धर्म की भी किताब में लिखा है वी डोंट नो एंड वी से नो नो इन हिंदुइजम देर आर नो डिफाइंड रूल्स देर आर डिफाइंड रूल्स इट इज आर चॉइस नॉट टू फॉलो देम एंड निगलेक्ट देम दैट इज आर चॉइस बट ऐसा तो नहीं है कि द रूल्स विल चेंज वी डोंट नो जस्ट बिकॉज वी डोंट नो दैट डज नॉट मीन द रूल्स विल नॉट चेंज द रूल्स विल से पुअर थिंग इग्नोरेंस इज ब्लिस ignorance is not bliss they are saying ignorance you might say hame pata nahi tha that's why we sent well that is your problem pata kyun nahi kiya pata karo na so he is saying that so and nature those who are ferocious those who are who are dull and according to the third classification so there are three classifications also those who are pious by temperament those who are vicious by nature and those who are of a mixed temperament and at at this heterogeneity cannot be explained explained except by assuming that the said three types of beings severely perform 
all three types of deeds. So from the diversity of their gunas, they are going to do it. So some are very vicious. Some are very pious. Some are mixed. Right? So and now they are explaining to him that these are even as a man in sleep treats with his mind on, on his future destiny. You know, even as a man in his sleep treats as his self the body revealed in the dream alone and not the one existing before the dream state and not that which will follow after the dream state. So the ignorant jiva too identifies itself with its existing psychophysical organism, the one revealed by its past actions. So he is saying that just like in the dream there is a different body, before the dream there is a different body. It is not the same. So the body and the situations that we are in right now are because of our past karmas. And we get so attached to the body and the situation and the people as if it is a reality. It is like getting attached to a dream. All that you have around you right now is because of your past karmas. Improve. Things will get better. You don't do anything. So you are actually just incurring prarabdha after prarabdha after prarabdha. You are just, you know, taking all the karmas for you. And then there will be a different body according to this life's karmas. So he is saying that you, we are associating with something which is just an outcome of your karma. There is no reality to it. Alone and has no knowledge of one preceding it nor of the one or of the succeeding one and having lost all memory of his past incarnation the jeev itself constituting the 17 principles like what are we we think that the body that the 10 gyan indriyas and the karma indriyas and our uh, all the chit ahankar everything is us in the in book 3 i think or book 2 we had done tattvas right in which we said there is purusha and there is all this body, the senses and everything. And we had distinguished this gross matter and even ether, air, everything. And what enters in us is the true us. All this, the form, the body, the relations are only a result of the karma. What we are, are the purusha. But we associate with this so much, forgetting because we don't have the memory of the past. So we do not know what we have incurred in the past to get all this. And we don't even know what will happen in the future. And we feel this is the only reality. Forgetting that the reality is beyond this. Which is actually the Purusha when we are talking about all the things. Gross elements. The Jeev itself and, uh, and the 10 Indriyas, the mind, the 5 objects of senses. And the, discharges its own functions. With the five organs and pura, the well-known subtle body. So they are saying the jeev gets so identified. And then what happens? This degeneration of the soul in the shape of loss of its blissful character. And it begins being reduced to a wretched state. As a result of identifying itself with the psychophysical organism. They have given a new word. Psychophysical organism has been due to his association with Prakriti, And the degeneration ceases before long through devotion to God. So, and they are talking. They are saying, Ki, see, this person is associated. He does not know the past. He does not know the future. He does not know that this thing, that all the galata which is around him, the family, body, people, children, himself, is just a result of his previous karmas. 
and which will change in his next birth depending on today's karmas so he has been like this he is associated so he has to be punished because he has not been a devotee he has not been a devotee of the devotees he has not worshiped god so why should we not take him and then again they tell the entire story to vishnu bhaks and you know what saved him we'll do that in the next session he uttered narayan the vishnu devotees say that a person knowingly unknowingly who utters narayan from his mouth at the time of death and after that no other karma is done has is destined to go to vaikundham and the people from yam cannot touch him because when your last birth breath comes it is not easy to have the name of the lord without his permission on your mouth and then they now now after this the messengers of god start replying so they have explained very beautifully their concept is not wrong they are telling ki these are such menial people so of course we'll take them no they are sinning any which ways and this ajamil he is the worst of the lot he got so attached to this women and he did so much of sin for this women we are also doing the same thing like ajamil isn't it losing the focus on the soul losing the focus of being attached to the divine we are getting attached to everything other than the divine and then what we also we are so smart in justifying everything to ourselves we say no 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 if you do your duties fully then you have done your job but how have you done your duties to whom have you done your duties you have done your duties selflessly how has your duty been selfless you have done your duties for your husband na you have done your duty for your children na suppose they were not your husband suppose they were not your children would you have done the same duties for them no so whatever you are doing is for your own sense pleasure so that is not a selfless act which will take you away a person who has established all these sages who looked they were in sansar they were doing exactly the same thing but when this distinction of mind went away from them in spite of doing the same action their mental attitude was totally different that's why the result was different we can always that's why we say na are usne sage ne to aisa hi kiya and then we say ki usne to aisa hi kiya are his mental aptitude and your mental condition are they the are they alike a sage is also a mother a sage is also a father but what is the relation what does he see in the child does he see it as my child or does he see oh, it's a divine child and everybody is my child so that is what they are saying and then he says narayan came from his mouth that is what saved him and come saying narayan or the lord's name and again it is very specific as soon as you say that the breath should go nahi to fir wo kunjar jaisa ho gaya na again if you get say narayan and again you look at your family and get attached khatam ho gaya fir so this kind of a combination is very rare and the vishnu bhag says ki nahi nahi see he said narayan and his soul came came out so he said but he was calling his son he said does not matter he was he said narayan 
and without lord's permission his name cannot come from his mouth we'll continue with the dialogue it's very interesting because now vishnu bugs have to answer so what is the take from today oh my god what what what's hitting me is then you don't know what is your last time yeah you might as well continuously chant as in yes. the background continuously chant hai but uh, that is very important continuously chant that is good it has to it has to go somewhere subconsciously right that you know uh, because you know you never practice know. yeah you never know yeah right so that is the power of the naam see there that naam gives portion what else is coming what else what else is coming to our mind when we listen to all this just the same thing again and again that uh, stop associating with your body just just go to the higher see what you are and then act do all your duties yes you're not supposed to be taking a sanyas going to some himalaya and leaving things be into existence do things but don't get directly related i mean it's it's a doership that my ship is yes I, the doership is, is the needs, problem is it what needs to be eliminated eliminated consciously karta bhav ha karta bhav mamatva mera mera and how will it come they have said it is with discipline self discipline we cannot let ourselves lose for even one minute we do not know when so they are so they are actually being very very honest about it we might like it we might not like it but this is the raw reality so all this time i used to think a person who has done served other people who have done this who have done that but if they have done this with doership and minus it is not doing anything any which ways they cannot be raised to any level theek hai that everybody does na even a dog even a lion will take care of his children right they will also protect right to that extent ki they'll eat any other person's children for their own children to to theek hai na wo to sabhi kar rahe to what is the difference between a human and an animal then nurturing feeding taking care protecting marking our territory then we are animals only humans to bane hi nahi and then the the problem is we have various ways of justifying it to ourselves ki we are right probably we not conditioned and we have not got the exposure earlier it was not like the scripture would say you have to do this so lot of our even previous generations have kind of left it by choice and some of it did not come to us at all whatever my mother did probably i am not even doing that much so my child the way she or he sees me they will only do a little bit of what i'll probably do so it is you know, see it the is, problem is nobody has read the vedas yeah. how how many we can say ki ha yeah, the person yeah. knows the do, do's and don'ts from the, the, pro- scriptures, the scriptures as they are mentioning do we know in detail the thing is we don't teach them as a mandatory thing Compulsive. we are not telling them ki as per this this is how you should live yeah. we have just let everybody free ki jaise jeena hai jeeo and then we have this uh, topping of a little charity here a little goodness there a little this and we think that ho gaya kaam ho gaya so they are saying as it nahi hota so there are rules which nobody wants to actually go down to because it will definitely make life 
different from what we know it as of now. For me, the message was that there are rules which need to be followed. What we think is a good deed, what we might think that is not sinning, could be considered a sin as per the Vedas. So there is documentation which tells you what is good and what is bad. It is good, but in a way, till we have the opportunity to read or understand anything that is taking us away from our Satchitanan Swarup is bad. Anything that is shackling, giving, you know, putting us in the shackles of Deha Buddhi is bad. So in that way, so just imagine how many things we'll have to say, no, these are all bad. It's very difficult. But it is possible. And how is it possible? By the name of Lord. Constant chanting has a constant contemplation on the Lord or serving those people has a cleansing effect and it brings her closer to our self, the association, the name. Anything else, auntie? How many find it a true devotee in the society? Very difficult, auntie. They are very rare. Very, God, very rare. Bogus fraud. They are virla. Hardly any. It is very difficult to find a true devotee. But till... But... You can make out if a person is genuinely a devotee, something will tell you. But rather than, till we can find a true devotee, we can just think of the Lord at least. Krishna himself says you must uh, serve the devotees. Serve a devotee, respect yeah. my devotee. Then only will you please me. Yeah. Mm. Then only will you please me. So the, there are people, we can we feel that there are not, but there are people who are, especially when I when I stay in Rishikesh, when I stay, when I stay in Uttarkashi, I see people who have left everything for the Lord. There are people. The thing is, in sansar like this, there are none. But we there, can go to Rishikesh and serve them. But we can serve them through monetary means. Right? There are so many services we can do for them, which also we are not doing. Even if we say we cannot go there to serve them, of course. But staying here, what can we do for them? There are uh, five dharmas of Ashram. That we are supposed to do. Like for, we are in Grihastha Ashram, right? There are rules that a Grihastha Ashram should follow. And in that rule, a Grihastha Ashram is not only responsible for the service of his so-called immediate bodily family. He is responsible for taking care of the animals, taking care of the civilization, taking care of the sages, taking care, taking care of the environment, taking care of the pitras. All this is our responsibility. Because we are the only people who are earning. But what do we do? We will save for the future of our children. Not only, okay, if you have limited also, you will say, the people who have also, they think that whatever they are earning is theirs. No. Whatever a grihista is earning, he has to give to all these places. And that is why, unfortunately, now the sages have to take money. Because if they don't take the selfish grihasthas won't give. Because they are inhuman. Rakshas aaj. Everybody is a rakshas. Because now what has happened is, everybody is brainwashed. Oh, I sacrificed my entire life for my two children. Really? That was your duty, you did it. Where is the sacrifice in it? If you would not do it, you are even worse, no? 
that was something that you should do where is the sacrifice i did i did not do so much because of you are kya have you actually so when you have something have you looked of looked after the animals looked after the plants looked after the pitras looked after the sages looked after the brahmacharis that is so much of responsibility on a grihastha's shoulder but what we do is we are so conditioned that we cannot see anything beyond the bodily relation so if we want to serve we don't have to go directly but there is so much of need these sages need so much from us that we can help them in that manner and not hold the only person that holds is a human holds is human isn't it a bird does not hold the sun does not hold the river does not hold the sea does not hold nobody holds none of the animals the bird will take whatever it needs today and tomorrow morning it will go again but for us we will save and save this is for me this is for my grandchildren this is for my grand grandchildren we will save because we are in this deha buddhi surrounded by only the people who are related to us by body and blood but at the same time when somebody is dying at this very moment is it not a sin to have enough to save a person who is dying at this very moment yet we are holding for the future of the people who are not dying for their education and all it is a sin तो फिर क्या करें दिस क्वेश्चन माइट कम क्या करें डोंट एक्ट ऑन द मटीरियल थिंग राइट नाउ इट इज डिफिकल्ट बट एटलीस्ट एक्सेप्ट दिस नो दैट यू आर सिनिंग नो दैट एवरी पर्सन हु इज डाइंग ऑफ हंगर इज यू कैन हाउ मेनी कैन यू सेव दो मेनी पीपल हैव डाइड दैट इज वाई द सेजर्स दे रिफ्यूज टू हैव मोर देन टू सेट्स ऑफ ड्रेसेस सम ओनली हैव वन दे वॉश इट एंड पुट इट बैक दे डोट वॉन्ट टू सेन राइट आंटी if sages there are certain sages they know okay i need three dresses so one i'll wear one i'll wash so two chahiye or maybe it takes time to dry three the minute you give them one more they'll give the previous one away they are so scared they don't want all this those were and we have explanations we might go around saying it's okay to have wealth Yes, because you want to convince yourself it is okay, but to be detached. But if you have wealth and people are dying, you are sinning, na? You have to go to hell. Just by saying, okay, now I am detached. Even if I have this, it does not matter. So I can have it. But just because you have it, attachment there. People are dying because of your possessions. You have the capacity to save somebody today, but you refuse to do it. so these are all ways of pleasing ourselves we are constantly sinning and that is what parikshit is saying samsar mein ho to you are sinning you have more than you you eat more than you need you are already sinning you need one chapati to survive you have put the second chapati in your mouth you are sinning gluten is a sin it is so fine this path so he said my god and that is why when you start taking the name of the lord you start association slowly your wants drop off right one by one one by one one by one just by associating with the higher the lower tendencies start dropping 
And step by step by step by step, you are established in the self where you don't hold on to anything, be it material or non-material. But it is a process. It does not happen overnight. For some it might happen depending on their prarabdha. But it is a conscious effort. So that means everything that we are doing right now is incurring sins. And whatever we do to console ourselves in the form of charity here and there does not make a difference. It does not nullify our sins. It is not like I've sinned here and I do charity here. Balance of okay, saying yes and nahi hota. So in so many words, because Parikshit got scared and he said, Mujhe to snarv nahi jana. Like, kya to Shukdev ji ne, he started talking and then he's told the story ki last minute mein bhi agar Narayan bol diya, to everything maaf. But uske baad kuch kanda no. Last breath before it exits you, you say Narayan. But uske le practice. And that practice very difficult Nandi. very difficult that is why these sages when we look at them those as you say now true sages are not there aunty, unfortunately there are gyan sages this sages that sages but that true sage who understands the fine balance are hardly there now, if we go to Shirdi Sai Baba and all, he is a crown and everything, ornaments and gold and everybody is showering everything on him. But when he lived, how did he live? Very simple life. Where did he live? Open, in Dwarka Mai. And his clothes were torn. He hardly had anything. He would go for bhiksha and eat. Now you put garlands of gold and all, whatever, and you say, ah, okay. And you're not following his teachings. He showed you how to live. He lived that way. All these sages which we join our hands were Ramana Maharishi. Maharishi. What did he have on his body? Huh. Ramana Maharishi only one langoti and a stick. What did he have all his life? They have shown us the way. The thing is that in the previous session we did, na, we know that these kind of people exist. But we cannot become like them. We don't want to become like them. At the same time, we do not want to go to hell also. How is it possible? Cake and eat it too. Not possible. It is either or. So, I am glad, as the sages say, there is no balance. Is it